Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Experience once again with me, Daniel Finton, and Sir Alfie Coleshaw, the lovely London local lad. How are you doing, Sir Alfie? Um, I'm all right, yeah, thanks. I'm sort of itching at the moment. I've just had a haircut, so it feels like... A bit of a trim. Exactly. I just had a bit of a trim, <laughs> fresh trim, so it feels like I've got hair all over me, but I'm... Yeah, if I if you can hear me like itching myself, just ignore it. Oh, so you're gonna sound like a junkie over the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right, man. We we all have our faults, and uh, hey, it's better than being a ginger, right? Yeah, exactly. Ginger <laughs> nonsense. Yep, exactly. I I am well, actually. You know what? I am not a nonce. For the record, before this gets, I'm not going to agree. It's not a, it's not a great a way to that I'm a nonce. It's not a great way to start a podcast. Just clarifying that you are not a nonce. A ginger nonce? Yes, I am. <laughs> like <laughs> you mean? No, you're not. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm for the record. Let the record show. Daniel Finton is not a nonce. Yeah, because I do not. I do not like smaller children. Like yeah, Chris Ingham. Have you heard him? Who's that? Some nice. I thought, maybe I thought he's American. Maybe he's British, but I just know one of the YouTubers I watch talks about him a lot. He's <laughs> he's actually a nonce. So but he's like a family. <laughs> he's he's a family friendly YouTuber, but it's been proven that he's been doing some stuff with some young fangirls, which is a bit dodgy. So, As if that's just a bit dodgy, I don't want to even know what is. Majorly, okay. It's, ma- it's majorly dodgy. <laughs> well, anyway, this is I do apologize. Start to a podcast, I, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I, I do apologize for that fucking incredible intro. Probably the best one we've had so far. Mm. Me and Alfie were just having a weird conversation about reality shows and Love Island before this started. Mm. And just to let you know, this is only going to be about a thirty-minute podcast as well. And yeah. two minutes of it have been wasted talking about pedophilia. So yep. we're going to get right into the football. Um, Arsenal, Alfie, yeah. we picked up a W away from home to the worst fucking team in the league. Yep. Huddersfield Town uh, wasn't exactly a convincing a uh, wasn't exactly mm. a convincing performance. But at the end of the day, we just needed a win. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, firstly basically couldn't see the first half because my stream was so bad. It was like watching 45 minutes of GIFs because it was just sort Fucking of jumping same. about. It was, oh, well, I thought you had it live, didn't you? In America. Oh, wait, no, wait. Actually, yeah, that one was televised. I was on CNBC over here. Oh, well, we don't get these three o'clock games because of some sort of traditional FA type policy. But yeah, it was a bit annoying. So first half, my view of the game may have been a bit... uh Impaired, disjointed, yeah, impaired, but yeah, it 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 wasn't a great performance. I don't think we'll watch that and think, oh, fucking hell, we're we're we're, we're definitely going to get top four with this type of performance. But yeah. uh, there were some positive signs, individual players, and some decent games. I thought the fact that we had so many injuries, you know, so many players absent, you know, Lacazette, not not Lacazette, Albamiang, Urzel, Ramsey, Socrates. You know, Welbeck holding all out. I think Ojaka, who I think we particularly missed. I think even though it's Huddersfield away, any game in the Premier League is difficult, particularly away from home. And with our record last season away from home, 
you know, we, we drew to bottom side West Brom last season, although West Brom aren't as bad as Huddersfield are. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not a t- it, like it's, it's too warm. We got the three points. So any win away from home, particularly with our recent form away from home, I'd say is a good result. And it was just important that we got through. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely. You know, I don't really understand where the entitlement of our fans has come from. I mean, when exactly have we been, you know, a stellar side away from home? Yeah, in the, in, particularly you know, in, in the, the past last few years. Seasons. Yeah, yeah. so I don't really, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck where they are in the league. You know, if we mm. go away from home and we get three points, pff, that's a fucking excellent result. And then touching mm. on another result, because we have to, because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Chelsea getting absolutely obliterated yes. by Manchester City. And I watch, you know what? It's funny, man. I have my, mm. my, my best mate over here, Casey. He's a huge mm. City fan himself. I know. I didn't think oh, they existed God. either. But yeah, what? I was watching How it was with an him. American a City fan? How can <laughs> any American be a City fan? Does he have any I links have... to Manchester? No. Fucking plastic. I'm assuming he's like he's like around like your age. Yeah, yeah. So So I'm assuming he sort of chose his club when he was like eight, nine, ten. Uh yeah, somewhere around there. Something like that. So he's plastic. Oh yeah, because he's seen nothing but fucking success. So Yeah. And and that's like like that's like if I don't know. Norwich just became amazing tomorrow. You know, they let's just say Bill Gates bought Norwich tomorrow. <laughs> so, and then within two years, Norwich in the Premier League challenging for the title. And, you, you know, one of your other mates just says, or let's say, not say your mate, one of your, I don't know, just say you know an eight-year-old, which would sort of re- reinforce your noncery. Um, <laughs> say you knew... Uh, yeah, say... <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but say you knew an eight-year-old Probably. for some weird reason. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a cousin. Maybe it's maybe it's something else. Um, right. And that eight-year-old just went, "Oh, I'm just going to support Norwich because you know they're pretty good." Because Bill Gates has bought them and now they're amazing. That's basically what it's like. But the same pretty thing much. happened. But your mate just decided to support City. It's just it's just disgusting. But anyway, I'm sorry yeah. to I sort of interrupted your point. Get back on it. <laughs> Well, no, but you're right. You're right. And unfortunately, <laughs> that is how a lot of Americans choose their favorite teams. They just are like, oh, what team's good? And you're like, uh, well, that one's winning shit. And they're like, I'll, I'll, I like them. Exactly. It's like, okay. So, yeah. yeah, that is basically what he did. But I don't even remember what I was saying because you called me a nonce again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, anyway, uh, the, game, the game against Huddersfield, we weren't particularly great. Um, you know, you said you didn't get to see the, the first half too much. Did you happen to see the goals? I did. Like, I saw what was happening, but it was very, like, jumpy. No, no, I watched the game. But oh, okay. I got you. It was just sort of it, – it wasn't – it, it was terrible quality, and it was kind of hard to keep up. Yeah. Well, I, we have to – here in the States, we have to do that for every single fucking Europa League game. That so. is just peak. <laughs> Uh, dude, the, and the, have you ever noticed there's literally no good illegal streaming service? Yeah. It's I like, use, what, what do f- you use? Total Sport EK. Yeah, it's Total Sport Tech. That's Total what I Sport use. Tech I, is I, I, I don't know if it's that, but that's how I say it. Uh, well, 
Link I think that's four like what everyone is uses. normally quite good. Just if anyone's listening and doesn't know, <laughs> use Link Four. We're gonna get fucking. We're gonna get caught by the FBI now. <laughs> well, they actually it. they are trying to clamp down on number of streams used in the Premier League. So well, you maybe may not be able to watch Europa so League. Exactly. Maybe a one man podcast for Europa League games if we're still in it next season. <laughs> <laughs> no, just have me just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah. It's basically like that already, though, to be fair. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nonce. <laughs> well, well, the first goal that come from Alex Iwobi was... Uh, that was fucking ugly. Um, and Keeper probably should have saved it. But at the end of the day, they are where they are in the league for a reason. And we got the first goal. Alex Iwobi... Uh, what do you make of his performance yesterday? He's been getting a hell of a lot of criticism. Granted, I don't think he played great, but he did score mm. a goal and he did have something to do with the second as well. Yeah. I think first half, I thought he was probably one of our best players. Him and Mkhitaryan, two players I have been quite critical of this season, particularly Mkhitaryan right. more than Awobi. I've actually stuck up for Awobi more than I've criticised him. But I thought both of them were very good in the first half, you know, getting in between the lines. They were the ones that caused Huddersfield threat. You know, Lacazette was was involved as well. So his movement was good. But those two were the ones that were creating. And I think we've missed those two. Sort of when we've played a back three. And we've had those two to sort of get in those pockets and link up with a fullback. Sorry, with the wingbacks and thread through balls for the wingbacks. That was a lot of what went well for us. If you think back to the Spurs game, because a lot of problems with Kalasnach and Bellerin with Iwobi and Mkhitaryan getting in those pockets in the first half. Um, and a lot of games like that earlier in the season. I remember uh, Bournemouth away, we won the game through that. So, yeah, I thought both of them were very good. Second half, I thought Iwobi tailed off. Um, he should have scored. He went through and goal at one point. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also, he had a few sort of mishaps. You know, some of his crosses went wayward and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I thought in the first half, he was one of our best players. But, yeah, I, you want to see him sustain it for a full 90 minutes. And he has done a few times, but he's not. I don't know, maybe he loses confidence through games or he gains confidence through games, but he can't seem to sustain a brilliant 90 minutes. But, yeah, for the goal and for the team in general, I was quite happy. I don't think there was yeah. much else he could really use. I mean, the Dennis Suarez was the only obvious player sort of missed out, and I think he's trying to ease him in like he did with the other signings. But, yeah, I thought we started quite well. You know, first half we were threatening at times. You know, we were playing through them. Uh, they didn't really threaten until maybe the second half. But the first half, I thought we played quite well. Uh, Iwobi had a good chance. But yeah, the goal is another example of Kalasinac, brilliant going, going forward. And Mikatarian, as I was saying, get, got into the pocket, played it along the line to Kalasinac. He dinked it to the back post. And I think we can both say we've, we've criticised Iwobi before for maybe, particularly last season, not shooting at times. He didn't seem to like to shoot. And yeah. maybe there you'd have seen him try to take it down, but he just hit it. And if you shoot, then you're going to get a bit of luck at sometimes. Yep. So it took a deflection. Keeper probably should have saved it still, but you know, if you don't shoot, you don't score. Exactly. Yeah, and um, especially against you know a team like Huddersfield, that's a that is the kind of opposition you come up against, and you want to take a ballsy shot, you know, from an odd angle or a ballsy shot from outside the box yeah. because they're not, you know, they're not fucking good to be brutally honest with you. I mean, like they're going to go down and definitely 
Uh, yeah, so I, I agree with what you were saying too about it. Well, but he he had a few chances in the half and the and the second half, especially where he should have gone and scored. But I I don't know if you were watching if you heard uh oh, I forgot what show was on shit. Um, I think it was the the biased Premier League show. Robbie was saying about a Wobie, and I thought it was pretty interesting and pretty accurate as well. He said mm-hmm. that um if Sterling or if Sterling, well, yep, spoiler alert. If um <laughs> a, if a Wobie sorts out his uh end product that he could be like Sterling is at Manchester City you know I mean Sterling when he first bursted onto the scene wasn't particularly great at end product when he was playing at Liverpool yeah yeah you know and then now under Pep Guardiola it seems as though he's got like he's a fucking good finisher now you know Mm. he like has 12 goals already this season getting himself into good positions in the 20s last season yeah I mean it's 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 just proof that if you if you practice at something and you're pretty much already good at everything else, it's like essentially not teachable, you know. Because like you look at a yeah. Wobi who's inc- he's not incredibly quick, but he's incredibly strong. He's pretty quick. Mm. Uh, he's brave. You know, he takes people on and stuff like that. The only thing missing from his game is end product. Mm. And I think that if he does add that to his game, he could be a fucking phenomenal player going into the future. Mm. Yeah, and I think. His end product, you know, that would elevate his game so much if he could improve on that. End product being just his ability to pick out, you know, pullbacks, crosses, and get yeah. assists and score goals. This is how this is his best season so far in terms of end product, in terms of output and goals and assists. And I was actually yeah. I actually saw a stat the other day that proved how just how good Iwobi is. Uh, well, I say how good Iwobi is, but how sort of underrated he is. Statistically, he is excellent, actually, because, let me just get it up, for under 25 attacking midfielders and wingers in Europe, he is, let me just see it, uh, sorry, this is, oh yeah, here, he is third in Europe for open play goals, expected goals and assists contribution. And for me, expected goals and assists are probably the most valid statistic in football. So he's got yeah. yeah, 0.43 expected goals and assists per 90 minutes per 45 minutes. That's not fucking bad. And that at is all. better than Deli Ali, Bernardo Silva, uh Milinkovic Savic, uh or Raw, or whatever his name is, the guy from Leon that everyone says we should sign. Yeah. Uh yeah. and a lot of Zielinski, Goretzka, uh Jeez. Chalanoglu, uh Fornlas, Madison. This is better than all of those players. So, yeah, I also saw, I I didn't see that, but I did see um Gunner blog as I always refer to. Um, he was talking about wide players are always going to be the the most. I don't know if you saw this in a preview uh, in a review he said recently, but wide players are always the most frustrating players at teams. You know, if you look at William, right, that's true. Frustrating, you know, he's his his end product at Chelsea and. It won't be as similar, you know. A lot of the time, cutbacks and stuff like that—they are, they're sort of, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's sort of getting the ball into in a packed area and just hoping it ends up at the feet of someone. It's not always. Sometimes people can pick out players in a packed area, but most of the time, it's just getting the ball into the area. And most of the time, it won't be does do that, as shown by that statistic. But. I think there are times where he is quite wasteful, and as you said, he's got the he's got the ability 
to be as good as Sterling. I think he's got the physical attributes. You know, he's 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 more physical than Sterling. He's bigger. He's yeah. he's not quite as quick, but he's got the skill set. So, yeah, I'd agree with you with that. Yeah, and I think I think that a lot of you know, and that statistic you brought up was pretty much case in fucking point. You know, like. Mm a lot of Arsenal fans don't really realize what we have until it's gone. And, yeah, you know, Awobi is – how old is he? You know, he's 22 years old still. I mean, he mm. come up through the youth academy. I mean, he's got a hell of a lot of potential, and he has not reached anywhere near his full capability. So, I to all the fans listening to this, if you are an Awobi hater, and honestly, if you're an Arsenal fan, there's probably about a, a 50-50% chance that you're a – you're an Awobi hater because that's what it seems like mm. at the moment, you know, or, or maybe even like 70, 30, you know, it seems like the majority of our fans don't really like him. Mm. Um, but if you don't like him and you're listening to this, just try to give him somewhat of a chance, you know, because if a player like, I don't know, you know, you look at Wilfred Zaha, for example, from Crystal Palace. Mm. Um, if you ever watch him play, he's an incredibly frustrating player himself. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of times he just bursts down the wing. He'll beat three or four defenders and put a cross so bad in that it just comes out the other side. Because that's sometimes that's just what happens with wingers. Or he'll cut in, you know, get past six or seven defenders, have a one-on-one shot with the keeper. Six or seven. Just... Yeah, you never know, man. Might Fucking... be of a bit an exaggeration. I, Dude, Ivorian Messi <laughs> gets through there. <laughs> yeah. It does like a, a little shot just right down the middle and then the keeper just catches it. You know, that's, that's just, that's part of the position. You know, you have the ball significantly more really than any other player aside from, you know, the midfielders and they just get to do their little sideways and backwards passes. Yeah. Well, that was something that uh, Gunner blog also said. It's not the same as a center back playing the ball into midfield because they've got so much time and space to do that. Exactly. You know, the, these central midfielders that sit deep and, and pass the ball. Yes, it's it's impressive because they keep the game ticking, but it's not the same as getting the ball out wide uh, and trying to pick someone out in a crowded area, particularly when you're playing against packed defences. Yeah. And and the majority of the time, since we are a top six, I could say we were a top four club, but we're just not quite there for me at the moment. <laughs> You know, uh, mo- the majority of teams that we're going to come up against are going to sit back and play extremely defensive against us because our attack is solid. Our attack is quality. Our defense mm. is shit. So they'll basically just sit back and try to hit us on the counterattack. But yeah, Huddersfield tried that. It's At least that's what it kind of seemed like they were trying to do. You know, they were actually creating quite a bit of chances there in the second half. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it it ever got particularly difficult for us. Yeah, I think we were pretty comfortable. Mm. And to be honest with you, um, you know, well, Lacazette obviously scored there in the game as well. A good Mm. pass from uh, Maitland-Niles and Lacazette just doing what he does best, just smashing it in from close range. Mm. Um, And then it was only at the end of the game in the 93rd minute where we lost our clean sheet and it was by Mm. not a Huddersfield player, but one of our very own... Well, yeah, I think you could say. Obviously, there was a lot going around before the game about the statistic of them not scoring what eight hours or whatever it was, or eight six yeah. games or something. And yeah, I suppose you could say if they can't score, we will for them. <laughs> that was well, we're helping them out. That's the mutual yeah. respect between clubs. 
Yeah, Herbert Chapman in that. Yep, that was Herbert Chapman looking down from mm. above saying, hey, Kalashna, can you, uh, you know, help, yeah. help him out a little bit? And I think he I could have cleared that, board. to be honest. I, I do too. I do too. I was saying yeah. I was saying the same thing. He probably could have put it out over the goal or over the or over to yeah, the side. He just didn't react quickly. But he was so like being ah, at the other this. end. You know he would have reacted. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. But frustrating not to keep a clean sheet. But at the end of the day, like me and you were saying, most important thing mm. about this game was just to get three points out of it, and especially since Chelsea got slapped six goals yeah. to nil, <laughs> com- com- completely. <laughs> completely destroys uh, their goal difference. Fucking so now we're, boys. <laughs> now we're now we're fucking above them in the table, I think technically by some yeah, on goal scored. The, yeah, we have the same goal difference. So yeah, for it's for goals yeah. scored. And um, that was the only I said this before the game. Oh, we can only go above them if they lose six nil and they only went and did it. You need to fucking say shit like that more, man. <laughs> Because... That was the only scoreline that would take us into the to- into the top five, and they actually managed to do it. That is that was a disgrace. Like we, and also I want to say this before we do a you know a brief preview of the mm. um, upcoming Europa League fixture to Bate Borisov. Mm. I mean Chelsea, obviously they got some serious stick for the result, and for good reason. That was a fucking disgrace. But mm. I mean, at the end of the day. Honestly, kind of seemed like we got more stick for losing three one than they did for losing six nil. Yeah, well, if if you'd had the the English sort of punditry and broadcasting yeah. on Sky Sports, uh, Jamie Carragher actually said at half time, um, Maurizio Sarri has turned Arsenal uh, Chelsea into Arsenal, which wound me up a bit, but. And then they only do that. Know, they they were going on about huge. oh they haven't they were four 0 down and they were going they haven't played that badly you know they're 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 playing the ball about quite nicely they're getting they're creating oh my a God, give of chances. Me a break. Oh, the the agenda. I don't normally use that unreal. word, but the agenda. It's just it's quite annoying. But they did get quite a lot of criticism after the game, but it wasn't that heavy compared to what we got. People were saying oh look no. at Arsenal they haven't improved, but. Back on that, that was a strange second half against Huddersfield, you know. Yeah. They didn't really create a lot. They had a couple of good chances. One uh, squared and Leno kept quite a nice save. uh, And one cleared off the line by Montreal. But it was a strange second half. It wasn't exactly pretty to watch. And we just sort of staggered through it. And it, yeah, as you said, it's, it's three points, but it wasn't particularly interesting watch and I do I no. do think there'll be a bit more pressure on, on Unai Emery as time goes on to sort of start uh, producing a few more exciting performances yeah certainly because you could say whatever you want to say about um, Arsene Wenger who was obviously an extremely controversial figure especially at the end of his tenure with the club but he did mm. always provide a really entertaining show to the fans you yeah. know and it, whether it be entertaining for the opposition fans because we're getting slapped up or entertaining for us because we're doing the slapping ourselves. Um, Una, yeah, Unai Emery seems a little bit more uh, pragmatic yeah. in his approach, which is understandable. You know, our defense think, is garbage mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, and he, he spoke in his first press conference about trying to be the protagonists in games, which made it sound like we'd come out it's the better team, but it sort of feels like so far in his reign. 
apart from maybe a couple of games, maybe Chelsea at home was was the exception. But although Chelsea, that Chelsea yeah. team is made to to get at, um, it's sort of been a bit more reactionary. You know, he makes these substitutions at half time, and you know, in game he makes a lot of changes and. Oh yeah, particularly in the first half of the season. Remember, we had that statistic where we weren't ahead at half time for ages until we think it was the Burnley game on the twenty second <laughs> of December. Yeah, and I think that shows we were a bit more reactionary. You know, it, it, it took for us to go down, so we weren't really being the protagonists. And I think in the future that is something that I think Unai Emery will maybe become a bit more under pressure for, just because of the tr- tradition and history of the club to be that attacking protagonist side yeah I agree and I think but but I do think that that just comes with time you know I, yeah. it clearly seems to me that and so he can get more of his players in. yeah exactly Emery does not really rate a few of the players in particular at the club at all yeah you know I mean like <laughs> Mesut Ozil yeah exactly you know Mesut Ozil he's like nope nope I don't want this anymore you know yeah I'm you know, go ahead and sell him yeah, you know, he's got he's got balls. You know, mm. he's basically saying, like, eh, no, this doesn't work for the way I want to play. Mm. So let's get rid of him and let's bring someone else in. And, you know, fair, exactly, like you said, fair play to him. And, mm. you know, I, I've heard rumors that he wants to get rid of Shkodrin Mustafi. I'm pretty sure most Arsenal fans will be – Exactly. Most Arsenal fans mm. are going to be – going to be jubilant with that, <laughs> hearing that. You know, I mean, he's just – he has not cut the mustard since mm. coming into the team, man. I mean – when I saw that rumour, I actually did a knee slide in my room. I can't lie. <laughs> when I saw it pop up, you know, the one football notifications, it said uh, Skodran uh, put on waiting list or something, a transfer list. I literally got up and did a, a knee slide. So, Yeah. And I, I was just, I reacted the same way, basically. I just, um, I, I, I didn't knee slide. I didn't want to burn myself on the carpet, but Fucking but what person. I will say, fuck off. <laughs> hey, some people's some people's knees aren't permanently damaged from uh, sucking off the lads at Cheeky Sport. <laughs> what? I'm just messing with you. No, oh, but uh, God, you, you nonce. That's what you get for calling me a nonce so many times. Fair enough. <laughs> no, but um, anyway, before you tried to rile me up, yeah, no, I was excited. And honestly, sadly, I think we'll get. Um, We'll actually probably get a pretty decent fee for Mustafi. Mm. I feel like it's going to be one of the weird lower-ranked teams in the Bundesliga to come in for him, like a mm. Freiburg I could, or someone like that. I could that. see him going to uh, Italy. That would sort of you suit so? him a bit more, yeah. And he's been linked with Italian teams. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. And they would pay some stupid, like, oh, well, yeah, we'll give you like 20 million pounds. And yeah, great. <laughs> we are... We are uh, yeah. We are taking a, a hit, but it's like, all right, bet here you go. Yeah, you I'd know, fucking, like, I'd drive him to yep. Italy. I'd, I'd, I'd pay for a private jet if they came in with twenty million. <laughs> you book him, book him the flight. Be like, all right, yeah. man, see ya. Back no, I wouldn't top. book him the flight. I would pay for a private jet, and he could have it personalized oh, if he wanted. Shit, yeah, get. He could have back on top emojis all around the place. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, like he's one player that I think it's fair to say if I, if we made a poll, I admit, you know, maybe I should do that on the Arsenal Cannon podcast Twitter page. Be sure to go follow that. Good plug. Um, <laughs> I feel like if I made a poll, should we sell Mustafi? We'd probably get 
about 90% hundred. Yes. I think it'd be 100. You think so? Yeah. Well, let's give it a, we'll give it a test later and we'll see. We'll see There'll what be happens. three I've voters, just... so. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, you know what? You, you know what I'll tell you, man? We could easily, and I mean easily, help bigger YouTubers than us and like give guys like DT a shout out and I'm sure it would help them a lot. <laughs> Inside, Inside joke, joke for those listening, yeah. and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I could not resist. But anyway, yeah. at any rate, let's get right into the Bate Borisov game, and then we'll yeah. draw this little brief podcast to a close. Yeah, we got stuff to do. Alfie's going coming over to the states to New York. I am. It's going to be awesome. It is. Looking forward it to is. it. I've got a gap at six thirty though. Fuck me. Yep, that's disgusting. Mm. How does it feel to have to get up in approximately 13 hours from now? It's kind of depressing, but yep. Well, you'll get. I normally it. get about six <laughs> hours sleep anyway. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yuck. I don't treat myself to a lot of sleep. It's a. Oh, okay. It's a bit of a bad thing, actually. But no, no, no people our age do. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Well, I'll probably be binge watching something. Not Love Island. Like, oh come on! Fucking fucking like. I don't know. I don't know. Try uh, the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, God. <laughs> Keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on, dude. That's quality television. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's get into something a yeah. lot less entertaining than the <laughs> Love Island show or Keeping Up with yeah. the Kardashians, and that is the Europa League. Um, yeah. We're going to go through our predicted lineups. We're go- Are we home or away in that game? I don't even remember. It's away. Yeah, if oh, you finish okay. top, you're always away in the first leg. Okay, yeah, and then, yeah, that mm. makes sense. And then you got the advantage going into the second. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, far bit away from home, uh, but then we got the second leg in the Emirates. I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty freaking confident going into this game. And I think most fans are. I mm. don't think that they're going to really give us any trouble. Yeah. Um. I mean, and they I were the, the worst side I've seen come to the Emirates. We scored ten times against them in two week in two games. Yeah, they're week, just so. they're just they're just not good enough, and oh. that, that's what we're that's what we're matched up with at the moment, you know. So we're just yeah. gonna have to get over it for the foreseeable future. Bit depressing because, yeah, and it, well, it's true, and it just kind of looks like we're probably not even gonna get into the Champions League either. So I wouldn't. Yeah, I think it's one point. It's one point. So I think it's too hard to call at the moment. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be extremely difficult, but mm. we will see in due time. Um, my my predicted one to eleven that I went with, I do have some weird names in there because I think Emery has in his mind that he's probably going to play some players that don't usually play. Mm. Um, in goal, uh, well, I went with the four two three one, and in goal I had Petr Cech. Mm. Um, pretty positive that Leno's probably going to get rest in this game. Yeah. Uh, Cech. Has established himself as a cup keeper. It's his last season. I think that Emery is going to give him some game time before he calls it quits. So I would go with Czech and goal. Uh, my back line, and then I'll let you say your keeper and your back line. Um, mm-hmm. As a left back, I think we're probably going to go with Kalashinak in the game. It, I wouldn't be extremely surprised to see Monreal, but I think that Kalashinak will probably play in this match. I think yeah. the center back pairing will be. Mavropanos, I think he'll get a starting spot in there, and I think well, like, no. most of us fans are looking forward to or is Mavropanos he... isn't available. Is he unavailable? The, it's, uh, it, I, I just found this out 
um, sort of when you know Arsenal released their Europa League side oh, for the knockout right. stages, and Mavropanos uh, is some weird, stupid UEFA uh, rule. I don't actually know what the rule is, but for some huh. reason he can't play. Oh, which is quite okay. annoying because that was where he was going to be able to get game time. Oh well, that's yeah, that's news for me. I didn't even know mm. that. Um, mm. All right, fair enough. Well, I just found so, that what, out recently. Yeah. So okay. So no Mavropanos apparently. Yeah. Um, I guess. I guess probably. Well, Koscielny is going to be in the game. Um, I would assume. Mm. And then, I guess I'll just throw in because um, this was a curveball, man. It's a ninety mile per hour curveball. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a, a Zek Medley because he just signed a new contract with the club. Yep. So maybe. It'll be some publicity stunt from the club to be like, hey, look, fans, please be happy, even though we sold Ramsey, please. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. But, uh, I'd, yeah, probably meddling Koscielny in there. And then as a right back, Stefan Lichsteiner. I think this is I think this is the territory for the Swiss international. Uh, what do you think, Alfie? Um. I'm going with Czech. I think that's kind of inevitable. He's the Europa League goalkeeper and he needs a few minutes before he retires. Yeah. Uh, back four, I've gone I've gone Jenkinson at right back just because I love a bit of Cole. Um, who doesn't love a bit of Cole? He's the last remaining. Have you seen the picture? The last oh remaining of all, all of the people that's those, those, that English-British core that signed the new contracts. Who would have guessed uh, it? Exactly. Lord Jenkinson. He's starting for me. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, I want to see him get game time. I don't want to see uh, Lichsteiner near the squads. But centre-backs, I wouldn't be against throwing Medley in, but I can't see. I think because we haven't got a game on the weekend because we're out of the FA Cup, I think what is more likely is that he'll play quite a strong team in this game because the away leg and away leg and hopefully he'll wrap it up. Then he'll rest players in the next game for the Southampton game, which will be at. Uh, that's the way I would look at it. So I think this will be quite a strong team. So I think it'll just be Koscielny and Mustafi. And then yeah. left back, I also went with Kolasinac. Yeah, Although it could I, be I, Mustafi and, I... and Monreal because he might want to rest Koscielny because of his injuries and age and stuff. Yeah, it's real. It's really difficult to say because this weekend is going to be this weekend is going to be weird because, like you said, we don't have an FA Cup game, mm. or we don't have a premier. Yeah, we don't have an FA Cup game because we got knocked out of it prematurely. Mm. Um, so we're going to have a bit of a rest. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see more uh, first team players in the squad. I but mm. I'm hoping at least that uh, we'll get to see some more young players. But with Unai Emery, mm. it really is unpredictable. Yeah. Um, the midfield pivot that I went with, I went with uh, Lucas Torreira and Mohamed mm. Elneny in there. Mm. I, I'd like to see Elneny given some more game time. And I think that – I'll be honest. I think Guendouzi has been in decent form recently. Yeah. But I think he's been playing a lot of football. And he probably yeah. could use a rest. Yeah. And my midfield pivot – so, like, this is where I think I would personally – because. Let's be, we could play a terrible team and beat them if unless they've improved drastically True. from last season. They are abysmal. So I'd be looking at Elneny as well because I think he deserves a bit more game time. But also, he's just a squad player and this is sort of a squad player's game. And then alongside yeah. him, instead of T- Torreira, I'd like also to see Torreira rested 
Um, okay. I'll be going with Maitland Niles just because I want to see him play in midfield again. And he hasn't played, he hasn't had the opportunity. He got a bit of criticism on uh, against Huddersfield. So just let him play in his natural position. So I'd, I'd do that for this game. Okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all because mm. um, I think Maitland Niles has been getting a lot of criticism uh, recently. Yeah. Not playing loads, as a right back. But a little bit. Yeah. And I just, uh, you know, fans are entitled to their own opinion. And, you know, you could criticize the players all you want because, you know, you're a you're you know you're a paying fan, so you're completely entitled to doing that. But yeah. I don't know. He's definitely playing out of position for me. So yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Seeing uh, Maitland Niles playing in the central midfield position. Um, over on the left hand side, just that uh, attacking midfield three right behind the striker, I would go with Alex Awobi. Yes, I know the. Um, the opinion dividing man, but I think that, you know, he's a, he's a good player. And I think games like this will do a lot for Alex and will be, and you know, it'll probably give him more chances to work on his end product because he's probably going to have a lot of space to work with, because I'm assuming that Borisov are not going to have the greatest defensive shape. Um, and then another forgotten man that I would have in there is Mesut Ozil. Um, I would have him playing yep. as the number 10 position. I think this is a good game for him. Like I said, with the Wobie, he's going to have a lot of space to deal with. And I would not be opposed yep. to seeing him playing in there at all. Um, where I put Maitland-Niles was actually over on the right wing position. Fair enough. Um, central midfielder right wing, I think, is substantially more suited to him than right back. So, yeah, that's my uh, attacking midfield three just behind the striker. I would go with a Wobie, Ozil, and Maitland-Niles. What about yourself? I sort of similar I had Ozil as the number 10 again I think this is the sort of game he might play although he doesn't seem to play away from home but it's Bato Borisov I don't know they may have that atmosphere wasn't that amazing so maybe Ramsey I'm not sure but I've probably just edged with Ozil because Ramsey's had that little knock Ozil just had an illness Uh, on the left hand side though I gave a uh, debut to David Dennis Suarez a full debut that's what I'd go with I think Naturally, he's better on the left-hand side than the right, a bit like a Wobi. Although I think he's probably better at playing on the right-hand side than a Wobi is. But yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like to see him start. I'd like to see him not just have a cameo performance. I think it's time for him to to, to sort of work himself into the game. It's quite a good game for him to start in. On the right-hand yeah. side, I went with Mikatarian. So a bit different. I think Mikatarian will probably get another sixty minutes on the board. Get back to his. Uh, full fitness and I think he had a good game against Huddersfield so yeah I'll go Mkhitaryan yeah that's probably a more that's probably more realistic I would imagine we're probably not going to see uh, Maitland-Niles playing in the right wing position in the game mm. um, Mkhitaryan yeah Emery really rates him highly and I understand mm. why you know he's one of the few I guess you could call him a number 10 at the club that uh, suits Emery's style he's a high mm. pressing player he's a hard worker um, but yeah I, I I agree with that. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. You know, this is these are this is one of those games where it's like I don't really give a shit what lineup you put out because at the end of the Fair day, enough. it's just I don't mean to be so complacent, but I'm very confident going into the game, and so confident that up front I would go with Mustafi. No, <laughs> going up front, I would I would I would go with um I would I would go with Lacazette probably in this game as well. Um, I think he Fair does enough. provide a little. He he provides a little firepower. 
I know Aubameyang's just recovering from – I'm not sure if it was an illness or a sickness, um, but Same yeah, thing, I would go it? with Lacazette. Yeah, who knows? Uh, <laughs> or illness illness or an injury, rather. Um, oh, right. Oh. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he's, what he's suffering from, so I would just keep him at least on the bench maybe for this game, Aubameyang, and I would personally start with Lacazette. Mm. Well, as you said before, that well, you didn't say this, but one player I've obviously left out, which you're all probably screaming at the moment, saying, how the fuck has he left him out? Lichsteiner. Who's that? Yeah. No. He's got the movement. <laughs> he's got the pace. That's true. He's got the physicality. He's got the yeah. <laughs> and he's got the finishing. That's true. This, yeah, this is genuine. I want, to see, I want to see what he can do up there. He's a, he's a, what is it? He's number 12 with us, right? Exactly. Giroud. Yes, maybe a, a maybe he's the third choice plan B striker we've had all along, <laughs> but we didn't know. <laughs> I would I'd probably do a better fucking job up there than at right back because it could yeah. mess up as many things up there. Yeah. Well, so, just, just try it. Go for it. This is like when I tried, it, when I? I called for ages for, for Arsene, just throw Murtasacker up front for, with five minutes to go. The German you know, Peter just, Crouch. Just do it. Yeah, exactly. Just do it. Lichsteiner. That, that, yeah. that's, that's my genuine, genuine striker. All right. I will bet you a hundred pounds that he will not start up there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a betting oh, man. It's, yeah, fair enough. It's, it's, it's against my beliefs of nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, um, so predicted score lines. We've just given you our 1-11. to 11. My predicted score line going into this game is going to be 5-0 to the Arsenal. <sighs> I'm going 3-0. I think we'll get two. Lichtenstein will bag a brace quite early on. Yeah, and then, obviously. <laughs> uh, then Jenkinson will get a second goal for the club in the second half at some point. It'll be a nice, low-driven shot from sort of the edge It'll of the box. A, It'll be played in by Ozil. Then it'll just the sort day of... of the, yeah. the day of the right-backs. Yeah. Yeah. The day... <laughs> And Bellerin will Bellerin will be on the bench. It's two thirty six. Yeah, just with just with this with this destroyed knee. Yeah, but anyway, sounds like you're late for work. Yeah, that was just my mom coming to the garage, being like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Apologies for the. Mm. Um, for the, you guys got to meet my mom. I didn't know we were that serious yet. Um, <laughs> we had about a 40-minute podcast. I'm running disgustingly late for work. I hope I'm you get just, fired. Uh, work- I hope so, too. That makes two of us. Um, <laughs> but thank you all for tuning in. Um, we're probably going to – I'm not sure. Will we have a podcast next week? You're going to be in the Big Apple. Will you be able probably to? Probably not because I won't be able to watch this game. Oh, damn, yeah, that that's, sucks. That's a shame. Which probably, you know what that shame. means. As I said last week, the suicide rate went down this week. <laughs> really? Anticipate it'll go up next week. There is no coincidence in that. Exactly. That's it's just purely fucking it's facts. A positive, strong correlation. Well, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. Get, be sure Brace to get rid yourselves. of any... Lock your garage. Get rid of any kind of ropes... In the house, if you Jesus. have any. 
<laughs> we just take and this really, really badly at the end of every podcast. We have a really fucked up start and a really fucked up finish. Yeah. Just like a horrible start marriage. Goes. But yeah. thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Alfie, thank you for calling me a nonce about seven times in this 44-minute 40, podcast. I do appreciate it's a pleasure. that. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, it is. And I will see you for the next one, sir. Yep, I'll see you in the next one. All right. Yes. All right. (laughs) See you.